0: welcome to the kevin and philip project a podcast with two guys who love to eat travel talk sports and have no idea how to raise teenage girls coming to you live from salina kansas here are your hosts kevin and philip go season 2 episode 16 of the kevin and philip project back for another one sorry it's been a few weeks uh life's gotten in the way we might have to do a little hiatus again here in the summertime like we did last year it's getting a little hard to schedule some things get us together apparently our schedules are completely different from each other
1: we're such hard workers that's the thing we're both getting after it so much
0: well, I, I want to thank you to start off with. We're just winging this one, by the way. So we'll, we'll see what comes up uh, over the next 30 minutes to an hour on this podcast. But I want to thank you, Philip, for uh, your story three, three and a half weeks ago, whenever that was, on the rental car shortage. Um, as I mentioned, when you brought it up, I knew nothing about that story. Yeah, I have not looked it up. I have not done anything on the internet to think that I'm interested in that. But yet it's appeared on my Facebook page nonstop for the last three weeks. You think your phone's of uh, the shortage. To you? Yeah. 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 The shortage showing up. Yeah. No, it's uh it's definitely listening. And it's a
1: true deal on no no matter what you I want you guys to if you ever rented a van before, I want you to go out there and try renting a van today. And the, you know what the big thing is, they don't want you to go to other destinations and leave the car. They want the right. car to go out and come back in. Right. So if you're planning on going somewhere that you're leaving the car, you better start looking into that now or uh, or call your local dealership and rent from them. Uh well, no, because you can't leave, but that's what I'm saying. You just can't yeah. do it. No, nope, nope, those you have to bring else. back. So
0: yeah, it'd be hard to rent a car from Law Mac and Yeah, and it then in, leave it in out in there another somewhere. long Mac. <laughs> so but yeah. yeah, it has been it's all tough. over my Facebook page. All over my Facebook page. And I have not looked it up or done anything. The only way that it knows was it was listening to our conversation the other day. So um definitely uh listening to us, I guess. But uh well, you got any stories of the week or anything like that? Mm. I've got my I've got my usual Biden sound bites. <laughs> no, I'll but. tell
1: you what I'll go into is uh, Salina uh, Central five A state champions back to back in tennis, so that's yep, a pretty big, that. pretty good deal. Yep. Uh, the kids and we had a uh, what was it? McHenry and um, uh, Max Schaefer won state champions in doubles, uh, but as an overall team, won win it in five A. Then I saw later in the week. I didn't go see it or. This past week in regionals, all the school, schools around locally are in regionals now. State yep. tournament will be next weekend. Uh, so, we don't know who's going to make it and who's not. But Sacred Heart had a couple of girls throw a uh, no-hitter in softball. Oh, I missed that. Um, okay. In their, in their regional ter- tournament, that was um, Kelsey Gack and Emily Blythe yep. back, uh, teamed up for a no-hitter. So, that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Um, so, good luck to all those kids out there. So, come, before we're going to listen to this, we might know who's in and who's out by the time you listen to this. But next week will be all the all the tournaments and all those things. Yeah, well, that's
0: where I was planning on going tonight was I was going to go since I missed uh, one of the gals that plays on our softball team. Her, uh, uh, I missed a game earlier this year that we had an opportunity to go to. And so, I wanted to go watch her play, and they were supposed to be playing in regionals tonight against Southeast. She's at Smoky Valley. So, was planning on going to that and that got rained out so here we are but uh you know speaking of school one thing i do want to mention as well was uh and and i've mentioned this on the podcast before on some videos that have popped up online but uh Mm -hmm. last night morgan had her guitar uh concert at south middle school and and for those of you that haven't heard me talk about it before don't know what i'm talking about um i think i think they got the money through a grant that they applied for at south middle school but ended up getting like quite a few guitars and so they offer a guitar class now at South Middle uh you can do it as a seventh grader and typically there's I think this year there was four different classes for seventh grade but then in eighth grade there's just one class they have one in the in the fall and winter and then they have one kind of in the spring so one each semester and Morgan was in the spring one and um I'm telling you she loves it since she's taken this class especially this year when she comes home from school she usually sits downstairs for an hour or two and plays guitar all night um so it's it's been great so the, the the concert uh that they did last night she got to she tried out and won a spot to play bass guitar in uh one of the songs and uh a cajon which is they didn't have a drum set so it's one of those boxes that you sit yep. on and you hit different spots and it makes kind of keep the rhythm for everybody playing she got she tried out and got a spot for that but last night the seventh graders did songs from cream van morrison john denver weezer the ramones um played it together as a group they didn't do solos each each class yeah they were together as a group each class did three songs and each class was different in what songs they did sound pretty good sounded great morgan's class um they did uh boston chris stapleton coldplay audio slave like a lot of different things what's funny about it is with morgan i love boston as i mentioned on this podcast and she rolls her eyes when I listen to botson Don't even get me started on what would happen if I tried to play Chris Staple and made her listen to it. But she enjoys these songs now and enjoys playing the guitar to these songs. Yep. So I'm glad the
1: teachers that don't play are those kind of songs. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up, my grandma always made all of us, everybody had to take piano lessons with grandma. But it was only the Baptist hymnal, you know? Yep. we just And you just almost, you didn't want to play that whenever yep. you're 13, 14 years old. I wanted to play billy joel yep. I didn't want, oh i'll you know, be the
0: piano man yeah no he's introducing them to a lot of different guys, musical neat. acts a lot of different genres and and so i just want to say thanks to mr gary for uh, running that class and doing what you do there and if you're interested in checking out the concert um you can go to south uh Slant south middle school's facebook page and they have the video there and if you just want to if you're just interested in Morgan's class, it's about thirty-one minute marker, so I think about halfway through when when uh, her class gets in there and, and does their five songs.
1: How so. many is there? How many playing? What's that? How many people are playing? At, oh, uh, in her
0: group, probably thirty or so. Oh, I would that's say. Pretty, so they have so, quite a few guitars. Yeah, each song, each song, they usually had a couple of lead electric guitars, a couple of bass guitars. A singer and then somebody playing the cajon. So, and they move it each each song, those change up. So, um, a lot of people get opportunities to do a lot of different things. So, go check it out if that's something you're interested in.
1: Well, school's wrapping up this week, I guess. The other seniors will be done this week.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, you Next got week, your first senior graduating. Got my graduating. first senior graduating uh, on so he's, Sunday. He's done, right? He's done. School's done. done and
1: he, know, he was taking finals today. Okay. Uh, and I think he's got some more tomorrow and then Thursday, I think. No, tomorrow is Thursday, isn't it? Yep. I think maybe he's done today, goes to school tomorrow. Um, and I think they have a rehearsal on the graduation right. itself. Yeah. But uh, And graduation's open to the public. You know, it's down in the by-center. It's That's what time, 5 o'clock at night, I think. So And most people don't want to go sit through somebody else's graduation. So we told our yeah. own family, just hang out at the house and we'll be home <laughs> in a couple of hours because you don't want to go down there and listen to – Three hundred names yeah. said to hear your one name that you know. Well, we'll be at the party uh, Sunday. Yes, uh, great life having yep. a little graduation
0: party from noon to three. Well, looking forward to that. So yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I I remember when I graduated from high school and moved away, and uh, I, I know I remember how hard my parents took it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal to be honest with you. But now having a kid of my own, I mean, I'm still four years away from that, but uh, I can see how that could be pretty difficult once uh, once that first kid kind of goes off on their own and moves away. So we'll uh, get to experience that, I guess, here pretty soon. So has he decided where he's going to school yet? He's going to go to
1: Butler Junior College. Okay. First two years. He wanted to go to K-State. We were not big fans of him going to K-State. Um I wanted smaller. I actually, if it would have been up to me, I wouldn't have had him go to Pitt State. I kind of like it down there. It's uh, He may have a cousin playing baseball there in another year. Um, so, i would have been nice if he chose there. But there's a few kids from Salina, including our neighbor, Matthew Glenn, who's going to be an offensive lineman at Butler next year. So, he'll know a few people. And I'm telling you, it's really cheap. <laughs> you know, he got scholarships for his grades. And then he's uh, not me, but he's – He's Cherokee. He's a card-carrying Cherokee Indian. And so he uh, he gets a scholarship from the Cherokees every semester, as long as he keeps his grades up. Right. And uh, and so it makes it where it's so affordable to figure out what you're going to do. And I was afraid, like so many other kids, you go to K-State your first couple of years and bomb or – that's an awful expensive bomb. Yep. And I don't think that he will, but I'm not taking the risk. And I think he'll enjoy the smaller school too. I hope he does. Um
0: yeah, you know, if, if I had school to do over, I would probably go to a smaller school to start with. I was, you know, in my scenario, I didn't study a lot in high school. Didn't yeah. have to. I mean, high school is high That's school. True. I had good grades and, and didn't have to do a lot of homework, didn't have to do a lot of studying. Um, and obviously, when you get to college, that completely changes. And, and I wasn't disciplined enough to be able to handle that right out of the gate. So it probably would have been better for me to go to a smaller school to start with. Um, you know, I think about even K-State Salina and I know kids want to leave and get out of the house and get out of Salina and and go live their life. And I get all that, but it's cheaper to go to K-State Salina and a lot smaller classes, a lot easier to, uh, to get better grades and kind of ease into that in that college life, if you will, um, you know, now they are doing it so that in high school they have a lot. You could almost have an associate's degree by the time you get out of high school. With some of the college credits and That's stuff. That's what they'll you can
1: go get. in. He'll go. They'll go in with ten to twelve hours already right. whenever they start. So, uh, yes, which, so that makes, which it, pretty makes nice. it cheaper. Yep. Uh, every, of course, places like all of them are getting pretty good about this. But like everything transfers out of Butler to Wichita right. State. I mean, a lot of the kids will go to Wichita State when they leave there. But I'm sure there's a fair amount that goes back to K State and a fair amount yep. that
0: goes back to Pitt State. Yep. Um when i was a senior that was horrible like outside of kuk state and maybe wichita state transfer or credits rarely transferred outside of your very very basic classes it is just. and so they they've done they've done significantly better with that over the years and working out agreements. so you could pretty much go anywhere and most of those first couple years of of credits will, will transfer so well, let's get into some politics a little bit. Um, what's the, I thought we didn't talk politics. No, never. But we
1: can go everywhere on this one, everywhere from the Middle East to the gas prices right here at home, or even to uh, uh, President Biden's wife telling Kamala Harris to go F herself. <laughs> Did you well, see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. she didn't uh, just go F yourself. And yeah. I said, I'm glad they're getting along.
0: Yeah, they are. They
1: like each <laughs> other about as much as I like them. Well,
0: what's what's become <laughs> a, a little bit of a popular uh, um Segment of the show. I'm going to do uh, my Biden sound clip of the of the podcast here. So, <laughs> listen to this one. It's it's labeled Biden struggles to finish a story as his brain buffers on live TV. <laughs> so, uh, if you think about it, when we were when I was vice president with Barack, he allowed me to put together a budget for Amtrak, and it had money for high speed rail at 200 miles an hour. From from uh, uh, Charlotte, excuse me, from Charlotte. One a, a, another line going from
1: in Florida down to Tampa. Another line.
0: If we, if we had moved, Gov, we'd have that tunnel fixed in New York. Now. The money
1: was there to get it
0: done. From Florida to Tampa, and then all of a sudden he's talking about New York. Tied where, up. I just um, I saw a two
1: thousand. You know the rail, and we've talked about the rail business in uh, Europe when we travel by train in yep. Europe. In my mind, um, we could have eliminated a lot of these car problems and emission problems and everything. If years and years in the fifties and the sixties, yep. if we'd have done transportation by train, where there's no reason why that in today's age we couldn't have had. A train going between Denver and uh, now I know, I know you got to go over the Rocky Mountains, but going they go they seem to be able to figure out how to go over them in Italy.
0: So well, they go can, <laughs> under the sea in in yeah. between Paris and and London. You go a, the, uh, under the English Channel there. So. Even a
1: hundred and fifty mile an hour train that would go from say Kansas City to Dallas, uh, Kansas City to St Louis. Which I know there's been things talked about it recently, but yeah, these are things that should have been done before me and you were born. Yeah and we
0: could have just it, been upgrading. It is crazy there. how easy it is to to travel on on rail like that yeah. uh, over there so.
1: We've just so dependent on our vehicles, our own cars that m- you I don't see how we're ever going to get away from yeah. it in our lifetime yeah, at yeah. least. We're not going to get away from being dependent on our own vehicles. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk you know, since the last uh, podcast that we've done, we've kind of hit Biden's 100 year or er, 100 year. Wow, I just 100 day 100 day mark. day mark. So do you think uh that he is healing America as he suggested he would be doing a hundred days in
1: i can't see it so i do I do like the fact that he's te- he's already taking credit for the most jobs created in the first hundred days of a presidency, not realizing that we are uh eight million fewer than before this pandemic started, so they're going right. to come back on somebody's yeah. hopefully the a lot of them come back but you're you're talking about uh, Eight million fewer jobs. You know what the population of Kansas is? Three million. Yeah. So, twice the population of Kansas plus some are still not employed that were employed the year before. Yeah. So, I'm, and then the other little things, the little things about uh, what I just said in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a divisiveness there that's unbelievable gas prices are shooting up of course I've got a little some stats on the gas prices we are not to the 2011 12 Obama days of gas prices yet but yep. but I'm afraid we're heading that direction
0: well I mean I, I I sat back as as I asked that question and I sat back the other day and I, I was thinking about this over looking over the hundred days I mean we're killing jobs the economy I don't even know what's going on there we, we, we've gotten into that before You've got issues with international security at the border. I mean, that's a whole deal unto itself that supposedly, uh, you know, he was going to fix. It. It's gotten worse. You've got the Middle East burning again, as, as you mentioned there. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when you restore funding to terrorist organizations. Well, this a, is right, what's going to happen.
1: Right, and we had a peace treaty right before uh, President Trump yeah, left. right. And yeah. now the back you got Hamas right. shooting into Israel again right. already. Yeah. But the, we we will not stand up for Israel. We'll just blame it on them. Where the terrorists are just. Those atta- same tariffs will be back to attacking us before we know
0: it because our borders on the south right now yeah. are
1: in worse shape than they've ever yeah.
0: been. Yeah, 944% our, increase on yeah. on the border right our now. Our poor
1: border control people are working themselves to death just trying to help them get across.
0: That's what an open border policy is going to get you. What the hell did you think was going to happen?
1: And we always say it's Mexicans. You blame it on the Mexicans. It's not. It's further south than there, and it's people from the, other, from the other side of the world, but it's people in Honduras and Chile and all that. Of course, Mexico's letting them just pass through and say, "Get the hell out of here! We yeah. don't want you." Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just so we can't blame it on the Mexicans, no, but I, they love
0: to. I just look at this like with the jobs, and you've got the people making more money sitting at home with all these between the the stimulus checks and the additional unemployment benefits. You've got the Middle East burning. You've got the border crisis is getting worse. You've I mean, at the end of the day, our president can't even take questions. Like, (laughs) literally will not take questions from people because he doesn't know what to say when they ask a question. This is what you get when you have somebody that's been in government for over 40 years with little to nothing to show for it. That's it. This is what happens when the rest of the world does not respect the president of the United States of America. If you voted for this administration... You cannot complain at all about what's going on right now because you're part of the problem.
1: Well, I don't know how anybody could sit back and look at the trail of lies that he told, and you, you blame this on yeah. anybody. You could say, "Oh, I could find a trail of lies that that Bush told." I could tell it, but his goes back forty years of oh, <laughs> lying yeah. about his own education, lying about. I mean, just yep. things that are
0: rampant you think if you tell little lies then big ones that just gets easier and easier i will, I will tell you this after seeing what he's done in the first hundred days as president i want to thank him personally for not doing anything in the other 47 years he's been in <laughs> office because it's it's been ridiculous but you know you were talking about let's talk about oil for a second you were talking about oil obviously that that's a big subject right now with the uh with the colonial pipeline and what all happened there and and all that kind of stuff. Can you, know? you explain
1: to me a cyber-attacking of a pipeline? I do, I, I'm not smart I enough to understand yeah. it. So, so help so me and everybody else out there of, out.
0: Well, and I don't know the ins and outs of the pipeline business uh, specifically, but just in general, all the anything that, that runs like a pipeline is controlled by computers. Yeah. So there's software and programs running somewhere in a data center that's controlling that, whether it's opening and closing valves, monitoring... The, the amount of product that's going down that pipeline. I mean, there's a whole host of, of things on top of your databases with customers. Where's the oil going? Who's paying for it? All that kind of stuff. So there's all these computers or servers that are running these applications that are that are running this business. So for those of you that don't know, I'll, I'll go into a quick thing on ransomware because that's what this is all about. So what happens is these hackers, and it's been publicly known now that the hackers that did this are in cahoots with Putin over in the USSR just throwing that out there that's yeah. they yeah. know who's who did this and and they were they they have ties to Putin so take that however you want but <laughs> basically what they do is they find a way into your network and once they get into your network there's a lot of different ways they can do this but they basically at some point encrypt all of your data so your data is absolutely 100% worthless at that point you have two options either number 1 you have hopefully have a good backup of that data or another copy of that data somewhere that you can access and, and get to that data. Or number two, you have to pay the ransom to those people. They will decrypt all of your information once they receive that payment, and then you're back up and running like nothing happened. In this scenario, they got hit by ransomware. Their data was encrypted. Originally, they said they would not pay the ransom um, that wasn't going to work out for them. They realized very quickly that that wasn't going to be a good solution, so they paid the ransom and, and got everything decrypted and they're back up and running. So that's basically what happened. So, Well,
1: evidently, the, the fear of this, and this is anything that anytime something happens outside of the norm, and even, which is 9-11 is a bad example, but it, but an example, Everybody thought there was going to be a
0: major gas shortage, so mm-hmm. everyone ran to the pumps, and then we have a shortage including in Including cans. Yeah. yeah it, it, the people that hoarded toilet paper got to the gas pumps before right. you or I did. Well, <laughs> I saw
1: in Alabama and South Carolina, yeah. uh,
0: the East Coast in particular, but further
1: south than I expected. I expected it would be happening further north than Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, right. those states. But actually, the fighting was going on down in Georgia and Alabama. People were trying. One lady was uh, – one lady in South Carolina went with all of her gas tanks and stuck them all in her car and everything. Well, then I guess the police are going to stop you from taking more gas than you're supposed to get. So she ran, took off chasing, and uh, wrecked the car and blew all the gas up. So it's, <laughs> it's a great deal. Yeah, look it up. There's a video on it. Cool. South Carolina woman wrecks with stolen gas in her car. Well, what's um,
0: interesting with that scenario is that at the end of the day, Philip, they had enough oil and fuel For this situation to not... Because the the pipeline was only down for a couple days. Well, you're right. The problem was is they didn't have people to drive the trucks full of gasoline to the places that needed the gasoline. So So it goes back to the unemployment and the benefits that people are getting sitting on their butt at home.
1: Well, multiple places did run out of gas, but you would if you had a line. I mean, there's just not an unlimited supply of gas underneath the ground there. And so then that scared other people, but it just... We drive our own fears. Fear drives drives Americans so much anymore that it's uh, it's almost – I hope I don't do that. I hope I don't just live in fear and run yep. straight to the gas station and run straight to Walmart and Dillon's and buy every roll of toilet paper on the shelf. Uh, if you did that, there's something wrong with you. And I'm sure there's a center or two out there listening to us that are one yep. of them that did it. Yep, shame on you. Yep. That's ridiculous. No, it was
0: happening in Salina. Kelly sent yeah, me a picture. All she the was time. she was out or, and around, and there was somebody at Dylan's that had six or seven gas cans in the back of their car. They were filling them all up. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. So, but you know, speaking go to that, their house,
1: and I bet there's 800 rolls of toilet paper at that person's house.
0: <laughs> looking at it from a broader aspect, though, and looking at our current administration and their, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their their um, how they feel about pipelines i mean obviously one of the first things biden did when when he got into office shut the um, was keystone. keystone xl pipeline down right so last week the when the colonial pipeline went offline obviously it was a big deal a lot of people talking from a government standpoint asking about policy and things like that uh pete Buttigieg said and this is his exact quote Well, certainly, when you're talking about efficiency of moving petroleum products, that's why we have pipelines. Well, that's not what they were saying. Nope. Nope.
1: Sounds awfully efficient. 90 days ago. We've always said it was efficient. So,
0: another exact quote from Jennifer Granholm, who's the uh, energy secretary under Biden. Her comment was We have doubled down on ensuring that there is an ability to truck gas in, but the pipeline is the best way to go. Hmm. John Kerry, the big climate guru, this isn't an exact quote, but he admitted this week that there are advantages of pipelines and that pipelines produce far fewer greenhouse gases than trucks and trains. Is that a reversal from 90 days ago? absolutely. An absolute reversal. This is what happens when your policies are based on fantasy instead of real world. People need fuel. Pipelines are the best way to get that from point A to point B. End of story. There's no debate about that.
1: Nope,
0: but ninety days ago there was. <laughs> I don't get it. I I guess it just whatever whatever's going to help if you. At you're the time. a Keystone
1: guy, you know, isn't it? Just driving you nuts, and even the, up in Canada, it's just driving them nuts. Uh, all the states that would have benefited from it drives them nuts. Yep. Um, well,
0: anything else shameful. you want to add on on the on the pipeline or on the gas? No, before? you know
1: gas prices right now. I I see them. We can all see them going up, but they're not. They're not anything out of the unusual for a week or so before Memorial Day. Yeah, here, here. It's yeah. in, in California. The average right. price last week was four fourteen, and this comes down to the, what he's saying about the not the lack of, but the uh, the lack of being able to get it to right. the stations. So there's no there's no shortage, but but we're not even close yet to what we were at uh, in Obama's first few years in office. Yeah. I hope we don't go back there because. Three dollars is manageable now. Two years ago, we were at uh, in twenty twenty. One year ago, right now, our average price across the nation this same week was uh, two dollars and seventeen cents. Uh, the year before, though, in eighteen, it was fairly close to what it is right now in the two eighties, two nineties. But but we've we haven't been close to two thousand twelve, where it was three sixty. Right. Uh, and I'm sure out in California at that time it was five five eighty five nineties, yeah, whatever. I didn't look yep. at the. Uh, nationwide we're fortunate to live here in the middle of america we're never going to be as cheap a gas as texas louisiana and mississippi but we're not going to be gouged the way they get right, gouged in right the east on the coast, coast the, yeah so but good for them yeah. good for them they and deserve everything they can get gouged on
0: it, it'll be interesting you know i mean i don't think there's any way around inflation and i posted it on my facebook page the other day uh just my personal fa- facebook page about be people being patted on the back for predicting inflation coming yeah, yeah we've literally just been doesn't printing money and handing it yeah. away doesn't take a genius we're to going to have inflation out. and usually when you watch the price of gas that's one of the areas that <laughs> you can really start to see that price tick up yeah. once that starts happening i've so. seen
1: jerry moran's had a lot of talking points the last couple of days about lumber prices and trying yeah. to do something to stem the stem the ever increasing price of lumber but Oh boy, he, we stepped in a little late I mean, that yep. that ship has sailed
0: It's hot It's actually already. come back down the last two days So I was watching a deal on CBC well, I'm hoping he morning, did something so. to potentially help I don't know if Jerry Moran had anything to do with <laughs> no. it But yeah, it's come. It's starting to come down a little bit So, well, one other thing on, on politics Before we get to some local things here But uh, I don't know if you saw this But in Arizona Did you see where they hired a firm To uh, run a, a partisan audit Of the 2020 election for their Senate Republican seats. Mm-mm. So Monday, the audit firm came out and said they couldn't find data and that databases were deleted. So they're basically blaming the state of Arizona's election people, whatever, for deleting evidence. Then Tuesday, one day later, they came out and said that the data was not destroyed. Oh my! That they did find it after it all. Was shoved underneath that same so, table
1: that was down there in Georgia.
0: I gotta think. <laughs> At the end of the day, as, as a firm that does audits of things like this, Philip, you have to be pretty damn sure that that data it was deleted before you would come out and say that. I mean, yep. your entire business and reputation is on the line right there. So for them to come out and say that on, on that day, they had to be pretty sure that that was the case. But then all of a sudden a day later, oh, no, never mind. We found it. No, my bad. We, we're going to reverse that statement. So I wonder if they weren't pressured into changing that or they're just incompetent. I don't know, but it's not like helping me as far as how the election people, turned out. No, me either. So, well, hey, let's go to uh, some local uh, local politics. Well, Monday I don't know much this, about politics. At the city Salina, commission meeting, they repealed the mask mandate. Yes, isn't
1: that wonderful? And they said that the Salina police have the option to not enforce the mandate. Now... Tell us, tell me on our Facebook page if you've ever seen, if anybody out there listening, if you've ever seen the Salina police ever enforce the face mask mandate. Have you heard of it or seen
0: it? I asked a friend of mine who is employed by the police department, um, pretty high up. Yeah. Um, I asked him about it last summer, in fact. Yeah. Um, It was during, we were talking about softball practice. And are we really going to have to wear masks being outside at softball practice? And the only concern with that, obviously, would be if a police officer showed up. Right. His response was, they're not out looking for that. And this was last summer, so I'm assuming it's even more lenient now. They're not out looking for that. If somebody were to call and complain, they would come over to wherever that situation is and ask and advise them to put the masks on. That, okay. that's the end of it. So my this would be would in be, a city-owned place or right. uh, not? Not a correct. Church, not your not own a house. public. Yeah. Remember, the numbers used to be I mean. you
1: can only have so many people in your house yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, I would love to know no. if that was ever enforced no. by anyone or if anybody no. ever truly paid attention no. to it, other than the most fearful people. Right. I think uh, in
0: a I, my guess would be in a private business if they have it clearly established yeah. that it's required to wear a mask for you to be in that building and you go in that building without a mask they ask you to put one on you say no I would think at that point they that could the just ask could you to leave involved. Well they if could you, ask if right if you refuse to leave right. then you'd be
1: but they could ask you to leave for multiple reasons oh, let yeah. alone just the yeah. mask
0: So, but Uh, yeah, that would be the only scenario I think that I, that the police would potentially get over the last
1: couple of months, month, month and a half or so. Have you seen a place or do you always wear a mask everywhere you go? If you go inside any business, do you just automatically wear a mask? Yes. Any business in town? Yes, I have. Um, I can tell you that I, if I pull up to the gas station and I'm the only one there, I, I don't, and nobody's ever said a word to me. Well, um, I
0: should back off my statement. 99% of the yeah. time I do. Like, there was one time I walked into Casey's, I forgot to grab a mask Yeah. while I was in there. Nobody was wearing a mask anyway. So right. normally I would go back out and grab them. But in that scenario, I was going to be fairly quickly, so I didn't bother. Well, there's But the, most of the time, yes. The
1: particular gas stations that I use in town, I've went in several times, and the employees themselves weren't wearing them in the last couple of months. And so if they weren't wearing them, I wasn't going to worry about wearing them. Yep. Um, now... I went to Lowe's and uh, shopped all over in the side that's open out outside right. where the uh, mulch and everything's yep. at. No one in there had right. them on, so I didn't put one on out there. Yep. Um, Menards requires you, to, when you walk in the door, to put one on, so that's what drove me on over to Lowe's because yeah. <laughs> no. I didn't have one and that's, with me. But, but I think you're right, though. Now it's going to come down to businesses' decisions. Harper works for um, Marshalls. Okay. Marshall's is based out of California. They still make the rules in California, and they, they, they're they still fully masked. Yeah, they it, As long as she's working, she's got to wear a mask. Um, but I think some other businesses have just followed the city's guidelines right. or the new CDC guidelines.
0: Well, and I'm glad that – I'm glad I was concerned Monday that the city was not uh, – I was concerned it was going to be a 2-2 vote. Um, they had said in the past they were going to follow CDC guidelines, but two weeks ago they were – those two were pretty um, still pretty, adamant. Yeah, about. very adamant that they were going to still require masks. So I'm glad that they did follow. I mean, it do you a, feel safer now? The CDC says we don't have to yeah, wear masks I feel anymore. feel great now. There was a four <laughs> to
1: nothing vote for the city. Yes. So Aaron's been appointed. Aaron Peck is yep. our new city commissioner. Congrats, again. Aaron. Congrats, Aaron Peck. And, or my condolences, whichever <laughs> hour that fills out for you. But um, but anyway, I'm glad that they got a guy that we all like.
0: Yeah, and he has some so, common sense. Yes, really, know, really, really a sharp there's, guy. There's some people on the city commission that do not have common sense, but uh, I'm glad we got another one that does finally.
1: Yeah. Well, but in in his case though, he must not have got to vote that first night, since it was a four no, vote. No. Okay.
0: No, they, I think they did the mask mandate first. See, I was, I was
1: curious for him. Um. What if he goes right. in in a two-two and his immediate first vote is? Yeah,
0: I get what you're saying. I think he's sworn in next week. Okay. So, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I, I was I had a little bit of fear for him, thinking he's going to have to be the swing vote here. And hey, welcome. Yeah, and, hey, welcome. Gonna, yeah, and that,
0: that wouldn't be very fun for a
1: guy back on his first week of of uh, of the commission. Now he is a former commissioner and a former mayor, so yep. he knows what's going on and. And, yep. and we'll get things figured and, out. And
0: Aaron, if you don't, if you're on the fence on something, you can always feel free to ask Phil and I. We have our opinions. Yes. We'll help you out. <laughs> or you
1: can come on and explain them to us. <laughs> yeah,
0: that might be the case. So, yeah, if he, uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I've always, I've often wondered, I, I know a couple of people that are on the city commission, obviously know Aaron now. Um, maybe, I don't know how much dirty laundry they could air, but maybe come on and talk about some decisions that were made and what was the... You know, driving forces behind those and, and that sort of thing. It would be interesting, I think, to to understand, um, you know, what they hear from the public and you, you know, know both I, sides I, of arguments. I don't
1: think that we spend enough time saying thank you for the good things that goes on, and we it's always an attack on the things that we don't believe in. Yep, and that's the hard part about being uh, getting good people or keeping mm-hmm. good people on the boards because. Eric could go do ninety nine votes that we all loved, and everybody be mad about the one that you didn't agree yep. with. And I think that that's a hard th- thought. You got to just kind of put those things out of your mind. And so, for my saying, I'm going to say thanks for the ninety nine percent of the time that they do a good job. But, yep. but, yep. Uh, but I, I just feel like it's that's what happens. Is you're, you'll, uh, you you'll you got to have thick skinned people to oh yeah even definitely. ever accept the position or want the position. Yeah.
0: And, you know, going back to the mask thing, I think it'll be interesting over the next six months, uh, a couple of things, um, some thoughts on that is, I think that definitely if you choose as a private business to continue to require to wear masks in in that building, I think that that will definitely sway people's opinion and whether they will do business there. I I do too. To your point, if I could go to Menards or Lowe's and and Menards requires a mask and Lowe's does not, I'll go to Lowe's every single time. Yep. So, I think it'll be interesting to see. And the other thing that's interesting to me, I've heard whispers about this uh, way, uh, you know, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. But, you know, obviously we talked about a lot about the flu not happening this winter. Yep. Um, and while part of that was definitely because it was probably diagnosed in COVID in, in some form or fashion with some people, you know, I think a big part of it was people were a little more diligent with washing hands. Yeah, obviously wearing masks and that sort of thing well and
1: kids not being in school uh, well, helps a lot too so i wonder if kids are good spreaders
0: this, this next year this next fall and winter when the flu season hits especially at schools and stuff if they don't go back to requiring yep. wearing masks yep um for a period of time um you know to try to help stop the spread the of kids that, have so. gotten
1: so used to it i don't know that it would bother the kids all that much yeah, if you could let them not wear them when they're out playing outdoor sports and those kind of things, the kids have gotten. S- I mean, they're, they're the the most acclimated to wearing them of anybody there is. Yep, I'm never going to be acclimated to wearing them all the time. I can't stand them. Can't stand it. Um, hated them the whole time. I I probably had twenty of them in my car. I have to leave. I them spread everywhere because <laughs> I was losing them all the time. Then I'd walk up to the door and go, "Oh my God, I hope I have a mask with me." Um, I, I'm glad that it's over, and well, I hope it stays over. Let's
0: just pray I, that. And this is a change from our last podcast, but I did see yesterday that in Las Vegas, there are no longer any mask mandates, and the plexiglass dividers are gone. So,
1: Still were, and I went to a casino in Oklahoma this weekend, at uh, and as we walked in the door, they gave us one. Now, the funny thing is, As long as you were walking around with a beer in your hand, they didn't count. That's all, you know, I told you that's what's funny the last time. If you had a pop or a beer or anything, you just, or smoking cigarettes, just get after it. But if you're not doing any of those three things, then you're more contagious, I suppose. Um, But uh, that was at uh, uh, the the Grand at Shawnee, uh, Fire Lake Grand Casino. Um, They took my money again. No, (laughs) No win there. It was not fun. I saw a uh, big, if you guys that, that like gambling, I saw this past week at the uh, new one, the River Wind or whatever it is, right down here on, on the Park City, mm-hmm. north of Wichita. Somebody yeah. won $62,500 on a slot machine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we got one winner. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, so we had a winner of the month, I guess.
0: Well, hey, you want to talk about baseball a little bit? Winner. We're talking got, about a winner. I'll tell yeah. you what, we had a
1: winner in town last night. You know what? Well, it was exciting to see. Lorenzo Cain was back in town with yep. the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And, and um, I've said this before multiple times about Salvi Perez. Uh, he is out there hugging him all over the outfield. It's been fun to be there and watch him. And, and the other guys that were on the, the team back in 14 and 15, they all miss yep. Lorenzo Cain. And uh, as a Kansas City rule semi-fan, I miss Lorenzo Cain. I thought he was great. So good yep. to have him back. And he helped us get a win. Yeah. We, won, we won last <laughs> yeah. night, two to nothing. Well,
0: and and speaking of that, I will <laughs> apologize to all the Royals fans out there. It was mm. my bad. Blame me for it. I'm okay with that. I'm oh, yeah, bragging but about them. on the last podcast, Too bad we talked to go, I think. about <laughs> how good they were playing. At the time, they were in first in their division, best yep. record in baseball. Yep. Historically, when they play good in April, that tends to last all season and they have a good year pat him on the back, great job. So, right after that podcast, they lost their next 11, 11 in a row. Yep. And are 3 and 13 in their last 16 games. Yep. 3 and, and 7 in their six last six. And six back team. in their division. 3 and so, 7
1: in their last game. six back, not terrible. Not Saying terrible, but you know, m- my bad. That division I never expected the rules to win that division. The, the the couple of divisions in baseball that are fun to watch right now are is uh, National League West. And American League East, yeah. two tough divisions. Uh, National League West has the Giants and the Padres, who are both just neck and neck. And the uh, the division the Yankees are in, American League East, has four teams. That, right. You know, wasn't for Baltimore. it would be the best league in baseball. But th- within one and a half games is the Rays, the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and the Yankees right. all within a game and a half of each other. They all haven't played the exact same amount. This time of year it kind of gets – screwed up one might have two or three games more or less than the other right. so they're all once they get to even they could be running even with each other until they get into into
0: interleague uh, games yeah i'm looking in right now with the yankees record at least in the american league they'd be in second place in any other division uh, and they're just a game and a half back right. but they're, yeah, they're in fourth but right but now. in fourth out of five right.
1: but just a game and a half so they'd back. be in
0: first place Second place, well, yeah, in West, they'd be middle of the pack there too. But Yeah, the National
1: League West is tough, and that's – a couple of guys – You a lot of Kansas City Royals fans say, man, we would love to have Lorenzo came back. There's two guys that uh, yep. we'd love to have back that you'll <laughs> never get back. Yeah. Play out in the West is yep. uh, Andres. Hosmer and uh, the Moose. Moose stock is, yep. Um, those guys – off and on and off to greater things I guess.
0: Well, and what was funny about this whole Royals thing <laughs> I I made I made it sound really good and I they were playing good at the time. So I don't want I don't want to uh take away from what they did um, but one of the things the Royals have a tendency to do that drives me absolutely crazy is they have these nostalgic pickups. And what I mean by that or contracts. Yep. And, yep. and and what I mean by that, and the Yankees can afford to do this because they have the money to do this. The Kansas City Royals do not. And what I mean by this is you think about Alex Gordon. Yep. Held on to him way too long, spent yep. a lot of money on him at the end of his contract. But it this goes back to Mike Sweeney and these guys, uh, there was another first baseman. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Steve Balboni. Um, <laughs> no, Billy Butler. Yeah, Billy Butler. The, yeah. They spent a lot of money on these guys because Kansas City embraces them. They do a yep. lot of good things for the community. And ends up, that contract ends up killing them. I'm telling you, I'm
1: every Billy Butler. Every play day for anybody else either.
0: thankful for what Wade Davis did when the Royals won the World Series. That bullpen was very good. Oh yeah, years. the best in baseball. His ERA last year was like fifty point something. He has no business being on a major league roster right now, but why did the Royals bring him back? Yeah, because, because he won a World Series. The nostalgia, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, you, uh,
1: the last night and uh, the Yankee game. Uh, I don't know what his what his save number is, but. Still today, Chapman's got a zero ERA. Last night he's his uh, he struck out two out of three, but the last pitch of the game, hundred and three miles an hour. Still, at 30, 33, thirty thirty three, thirty four years old, he still has got the livest arm. Now everybody's got a guy who can throw a hundred anymore, but his is a right. hundred and left left handed and nasty. Uh, you you can see all the right handers you want uh, at a hundred miles an hour, and you go, hey, that looks pretty normal. Get up there against that left-handed guy that might throw one over your head every now and then, kind of like we talked about before whenever Randy Johnson threw it over John Crux head in the All-Star game. Oh, that yeah. Year. yeah. That's yeah. what you feel like ever at yeah. bat whenever you go up against Chapman. But now he was pounding it last night, 101, 102, 103 miles an hour, and just unbelievable. So their bullpen today is what the rules bullpen was back in five years ago, yeah. five and six years yeah. ago. Uh, they've spent a lot of money on the bullpen in New York, but – I'm telling you the hitters that they have Stanton come alive for 2 weeks just tearing the cover off the baseball injured injuredness well, but nearly it's every single year he's the most he goes on hot streaks and you'll right. say oh my god he's unbelievable and then the minute his hot streak ends he's injured for 2 weeks I can't stand that
0: but since our last podcast and we complained about you complained about the Yankees since then oh, they've, they've played, played done well. well they've <laughs> played they're
1: 7 and 3 in the last 10 and um and played well. I, I. It's funny to me that um, the best pitcher, Garrett Cole, got beat the other night um, by the Rangers, I guess. And he, uh, yeah, maybe they still hate him because he was a Houston
0: guy. <laughs> well, I, w- I want to correct myself because I don't want anybody to be mad at me for making stuff up. And I was being facetious when I said his ERA was 50 last year. I looked it up just so I can give you accurate information. And then in five games last year. His ERA was twenty point seven seven.
1: I can do that good. Yeah. Eh. No, when I was when I was thirty one I could have done that
0: good. Yeah, did you see that deal with that uh, <laughs> that dude uh Larusa um, got on for hitting that home run last night against the infielder that was pitching. So it was uh it was Did he funny.
1: showboat whenever he hit it?
0: No, it was uh um one of those games where the team's blowing out the other yeah. one. So yeah. they they put uh, so the white po- White Sox, you know, they were up to bat, killing – I don't remember who it was they were playing, but they were killing whoever they were playing. And so the other team put an infielder in to pitch. Yeah. 3-0 count, and uh, dude freaking crushes it over (laughs) the center field wall. And, uh, of course, next time at bat he got thrown at. But, um, yeah, the whole unwritten rule thing. So
1: The unwritten rule of baseball is so dumb, though, is it? How can that guy –
0: Twins, that's who it was.
1: How can that guy – I mean, just putting a swing on a bat, you never know if you're going to hit it out or not. If he flew out to deep right field, they'd have said, good, long out, long yeah. out, that's fine. Yeah. They, I watched these old videos it's called Jim Boy videos. That's, uh, this guy will break down plays. It's just on Facebook, and he'll, he'll break down plays. But he showed uh, Wade Boggs has spent his whole career playing catch in the infield and throwing knuckleballs. Said so he had an awesome knuckleball. Yeah. So, one time they were in one of these games getting blown out. The Yankees are getting blown out. It's when Boggs ended up his career in New York. And uh, so, Joe Torrey lets him throw the eighth inning of this game in this blowout. And he comes in and strikes out a guy, gets a couple – of and just showing the best knuckleball you've ever seen in your life. Well, you'd have thought that he is Cy Young. Come (laughs) off the – happiest guy in the world coming off the mound. So well, pretty fun for those guys. And, you know, most of those guys probably were stud pitchers in high school. haven't oh, yeah, thrown a probably, pitch since yeah. then.
0: Well, one other baseball thing. Um, this is kind of an interesting uh, thing I wanted to bring up was, so last week Phil and I were watching, having a couple of beers together and we were watching OU Oklahoma State baseball game. Yep. And I didn't realize that Robin Ventura was back at Oklahoma State and, and one of the assistant coaches there. So we were talking about Robin Ventura, and as much as that guy did in college and in the major leagues, what's the one thing Robin Ventura <laughs> is known for? Well, two things. It. But number one, when Hell Nolan put him in the headlock and yep. beat the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> so, I just, yeah, what a sparty. great
1: career that guy had. But he's back at Oklahoma State. That that coaching staff right now is uh, it, it helps a little bit. Matt Halday helps his. Uh, brother his brother's yep. josh Aldays, the head coach and then ventura's daughter's in school at osu and he told, promised her he would finish his degree so he's back down there as a student student
0: a ga s- yeah yeah, yeah a graduate assistant
1: yeah. coach on the baseball team so what a coaching staff now oklahoma state hasn't had a very good year oklahoma's me and kevin went and watched oklahoma's girls we might have told you this play wichita state no, think two so. tuesdays ago yep. we went and watched the girls softball uh to see them in person was one of the more impressive batting practices that we had ever seen. Uh, they were hitting into about a 15-mile-an-hour win, and just those girls just hitting bombs. Of course, they're leading the country in home runs and everything else and, and got the number one seed um, in the uh, yeah, Women's in the, College in, World Series well, in the or in the yeah. tournament itself. Yeah. But unfortunately for Wichita State, they have to play mm-hmm. them. First off, oh, they do. They, I yes, missed that. Wichita State got stuck in the same. Oh, I missed that. Super regional with the girls, and I said, "That's." I feel sorry for those girls yeah. that now they have to go to Norman
0: and play them again. Well, and we yeah. we did run rule in that, and Wichita State's good. Yeah, Wichita State's good. I mean, they were ranked 25th in the country at the time. But there's OU some. was pitching their like number three pitcher yep. had a couple yep. girls sitting out and still run ruled them. This so.
1: uh, this is might be one of the more sp- and I, Oklahoma's won the national championship two or three times in the last five years, but in all accounts this potentially is the best college softball team that the big 12 has ever seen yeah. uh maybe not in the country because there's been some awful good ucla and florida teams over the years but yeah um but it
0: was it was impressive they as philip said there was probably 15 to 20 mile an hour wind blowing in so it was blowing into their face and i get it's batting practice they obviously were were just throwing the ball down the middle and weren't throwing it hard but 15 of every 20 swings, that ball was leaving the park. They had now, more on a, people out On a bullet. Yeah, on a bullet. They had more people outside the fence shagging balls than they had inside the fence on the field shagging balls.
1: Well, for me to tell you, I probably, at this point in my life, would get more into college softball than I would college baseball. I would agree with that. I I think college softball it gets over pretty quick. Yep, it's a lot of fun. The girls have great arms. They play good defense. It's not like watching. I don't. It's not like watching a peewee team or something. These girls are literally ball players. Well, uh, unbelievable ball I'm players. I'm a
0: baseball guy. I've always loved baseball. I played baseball growing up. Um. We were at a baseball tournament here in town a couple weekends ago watching some some kids play that Morgan's age, the boys that, that are playing the Legion baseball right now. Yeah, And I stood there with a group of our softball girls with my back to the game and said, if I wasn't here watching it, I wouldn't even know there's a game going on behind me. It was just right. quiet, yeah. very slow. My daughter and watching softball has completely ruined me from being able to sit down and watch a baseball game. Boys game i definitely don't do it on tv anymore i can't do it on. i'll listen to it maybe if i got something going on but i cannot sit down and watch a baseball <laughs> game anymore because it's just so slow and, and softball so fast and yep and the team you made the comment about all the cheers and everything that teams do i mean there's just always something going always something on going it's a completely on. different atmosphere than hey a, baseball uh, a,
1: a, a, a probably let's say a Hundred percent play in the outfield or something that and they'll make it that you'll think well that's an eighty percent play. They get more excited than guys ever yep. dreamed of getting excited. Yep. Uh, rob a home run, which is fairly common in slow pitch, I mean in fast pitch softball, It'd be able to rob one up against the fence or something. They get so incredibly excited. And I told you that one of the reasons I sort of like the rules or like them. I guess I like them quite a bit is because Perez and a couple of guys on the team literally have that kind of joy makes it funner for everybody yep yep <laughs> um college baseball outside of rivalries not that much like you said not that much excitement right. college baseball i i, I think uh, you know they're building the second deck if y'all guys are ever in oklahoma city um it's become such a draw in oklahoma yep. city for the college world series that it's right out there by remington park um they're building a whole upper level now yep. for seats. I want to be out to seat there in another a few weeks. Thousand, 15 it's, it's not completed yet, but that's what they're shooting for. I mean, they they understand that people are watching this stuff. Yep. I mean, people are going to – you get the seats and people will come out and watch it. The Wichita State game that Kevin and I went to, completely packed. Yep. Uh, and uh, unexpectedly, 90% were Wichita State people. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I thought there would be a lot more OU fans there getting yep. an opportunity to watch them play. So, no, I, I agree with you, and, uh, I mean, softball – Three years ago, outside of the College World Series games, yep. you would not be able to see softball. I'm not talking about ESPN Plus. Just on ESPN2, right. ESPN U, they have softball games All on time. four or five nights a week. Yep. So they have more softball games on than they have college baseball games on. Oh, on I've TV. by
1: far watched more OU girls this year than I've watched boys. Yep. Uh, I
0: watched, I've watched; i only watched
1: one and a half games of the boys. Yep. And I know the girls' names and the yep. – um, so I do have this little thing in in it that and maybe this is just an unusual year, but
0: I'd back the fences up just a little well, bit. They've got to do something. We <laughs> we talked about this a little bit um, with with softball. Um I mean these girls are hitting forty and so home runs. They're hitting three hundred footers right. easy. So and it's two ten down the it, line or one down is, the line. The problem is is if you can't I don't think you can standardize a field size because I agree with you. Something's got to be done because there's way too many balls getting hit out of the park. But think about that stadium we're at at Wichita State. There's no way they could move those fences back because of the two roads right there. And a lot of softball fields are that way because softball wasn't a popular sport until the last 20 years or so. So once they picked up softball, they had to find a place to put a, a stadium. So, a lot of them – I mean, the Wichita State one, there's literally tennis courts 10 feet to the side Right, of it, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere you can do –
1: There's a street right behind the right field yeah, fence. Yeah.
0: So, I think they have, they have to do something with the bats or something yeah. to keep those balls – Well,
1: we were talking about deadening the balls is what we were talking yeah. about. And maybe that does something for you. But at the College World Series place, I don't – you'll see it in a couple of weeks so you can tell me a little better and we'll be closer to the end of it by then – Um you can see if there's a place where the championship game could have 20, 30-foot bigger field. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know that gives a lot more room for the girls to have to play outfield, too, so there's a little yep. something to be said about that as well. Yeah, it's all
0: about, I just don't think you can standardize. I mean, because right now it's pretty standard that those fences are 200 to 210 feet. Yep. I mean, there's there's not it's, – it's different than baseball where there's not a lot of difference in, in the field size. Yep. Um, so, and, and I don't think you can get to a point where that would change, and, and you could really increase that. So I think you've got to go back to the ball, or, or I think the bats where it's at. I mean, you know, you talk about when you watch, you know, the college they had to do that with the bats here with the BB core stuff here. Yep. You know, a few years ago because just the exit velocity of those balls were getting off of those off of those composite bats, and in baseball we talked ridiculous. about them wearing
1: masks on the the pitchers, the girl pitchers. Oh, need yeah. to wear masks, all of them. All of them yeah. don't. Our little girl from that know. Shannon sale from Oklahoma, she didn't wear one. But the Oklahoma State girl was wearing one this weekend in the yeah. uh, big, in the Big Twelve championship game, and I didn't watch any of the other teams. But I'm thinking, hey, if I'm pitching against OU and that all o girl comes up, I want a mask.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't know. If, if you don't know what we're talking about on on like watching softball, go watch a game. But where the third baseman typically plays in, in softball is in front of the baseline. Yep. And the baselines are only sixty foot, so she's 55. as close as a pitcher's mound to Pretty home dark from close. in a yeah, b- Not, not baseball, much farther not away. Much as I don't know how 60. you could play first base, third base, and pitcher in softball and not wear a mask.
1: Whenever you see the bullets that we saw hit, yeah. uh, I mean they they would be hit. They'd hit the bat, and within just a, a boom, it would hit yep. the outfield fence. Yeah, just one hundred ninety feet away. So a third closer, kill somebody. Yeah. it's <laughs> – it's
0: ridiculous. I mean, I've seen so many pitchers get hit. I mean, you can go watch video after video online of on yeah. pitchers getting hit with a line drive. And and obviously those pitchers are closer than, than baseball yeah. pitchers are, less time to react. And uh, it's just I, – I just don't know why you wouldn't wear a mask. I mean, at that point you're just being stubborn because our girls – we've always required our girls to wear masks if they play in the infield. It doesn't affect your fielding. It doesn't block your, your view. There's no – save you on some Excuse dental bills to not wear a mask no other than just being stubborn and say I'm, I'm just not wearing a and mask.
1: we're not talking about the mandate that the city <laughs> yeah, is all, of softball, yeah. all softball all <laughs> softball
0: so well anyway that's uh man 55 minutes so well that's, uh, congratulations yeah. to
1: our high school seniors out there all over the saline county area um i get to have one for the next three years in a row this year next year and the year after so i'm be div- having some party well, uh, party party yeah some parties for the next 3 years
0: all right anything else before we go that's it all right well we'll see you here in a few weeks thanks for listening Bye. thank you for listening to the kevin and philip project podcast if you would like more information about our podcast guests and to join in on the discussion please visit our facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.